0: Disciples are crazy, aren't they? A little bit crazy. And uh, my name is Brody Snell. I mean, can the worship here get any better? This is craziness being here today. It's been a blast watching the high school grads. I feel like I'm watching the NFL draft, like people just cheering when they're going to KSU. Man, it's been amazing this morning. So I'm Brody Snell, this is my wife, Brooke. And uh, for the past two years, uh, we've been uh, helping serve the Georgia State Ministry. And there we go. And um, yeah, I just wanna tell you a little bit about myself before I get started. I don't know how many people know me. I preached last year, maybe like exactly a year ago. So I appreciate the privilege to be able to speak to you guys again. I became a disciple in 2011 at the University of Kentucky. Not a hard school to get into, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was great. God uh, had a plan for me to become a disciple. I studied civil engineering. Graduated in 2013 got this job as a project engineer, but I still wanted to get some training you hear this campus I graduated still wanted more training, and so uh this guy asked me if I wanted to do a one-year challenge I didn't really know what it meant, but I was like sure I'll I'll help out and um, About a year later. I ended up quitting my job and uh, Just doing ministry full-time Then uh my girlfriend at the time moved over to Cincinnati. We got married two years later and, uh, and then we had the opportunity, hey, are we are going to stay in Cincinnati? We're going to come down to Atlanta. And uh, Atlanta weren't getting paid as much, didn't have as a big of a position, but we just wanted, like, we felt like we needed more training. So we've been here in the Atlanta School Missions for the past two years. And actually, in a week and a half, we're about to head out to Ohio State, and we're going to go serve the ministry up there in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Appreciate it. And so right now there's only one guy disciple that is a student at Ohio State University. He's out there, Matt Oakman. There we go. So we're trying to change that one into 100. You know, we're trying to multiply it. I'm excited about it. It's one of the three biggest schools in America. We have big dreams for it. But today I want to share with you guys what I love about the kingdom of God. So if you have a Bible, I hope you do, flip it over to Matthew chapter 13. And uh, for the past five days, here at our CTP program, we have been dissecting the kingdom of God. I mean, figuring it out in every little nook and cranny, so many people speaking about it. I think we've had like 250 people here at CTP. Biggest one we've ever had yet, it's been amazing. But I think before I start, I really do wanna share my heart with you guys that I really absolutely love each and every one of you. Like I, I, really, I can't even explain to you what these past two years, dang it, what these past two years have meant to me. And, uh, I mean, Bricky and I just came down. We just thought we were training, but these have been the best two years of our life. They really have been. I mean, we were newly married coming down here, being able to be with all the Georgia State disciples. I mean, we feel so believed in by you guys. We feel so, like, taken care of. You guys sent us to Ghana. We got to, I mean, amazing opportunities, being able to take aim. You guys call us to a higher standard. I mean, I, I just turned 26, so maybe to that crowd sounds old. This crowd, I don't probably young, but I mean, be, I mean, best two years of my life. I'm only 26, but seriously, best two years of my life, but seriously, thank you so much for having us come down. It really has changed our lives. So here we go. This is one of my favorite passages about the kingdom. It's in Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to start in verse 47. So here we go, in verse 47, it says, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm not trying to blast you guys today, but I, I, read, this, I read this passage about a year ago. I, I mean, I've read through the New Testament multiple times, but I just never like, stopped and looked at this parable, and I ran across it last year, and it it really did, like, rock my world. I I was so amazed by what this parable was saying. I want to break it down with you guys today. And so we got the kingdom of heaven. We learned from Douglas that the kingdom does not just equal church, so I'm not going to make that mistake today. But the kingdom of heaven, right, goes out there, and it goes into this lake. Some versions say sea, and so uh, the kingdom of heaven is coming here into the earth, right, into our world, and we are the fish, people are the fish, and then the angels are the men at the end that are sorting us out. And I I think this, I mean, this rocked my world when I read this. Okay, so you're saying this big body of water. We're talking about one net that's going out there. It's going to get full, and then afterwards, someone's going to sort through each one of those fish and figure out if they're good or bad. I mean, we use this saying, like, when you get broken up with, you say, there's a lot of fish in the sea. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be all good. But when when I think about that with this like ah, like what, what are our chances of actually getting in the net? Like we don't have, it's a small ratio. We don't have a big chance of getting in the net. And even if you get in the net, right, there's another sorting. And we gotta figure out if you're a good fish or a bad fish. Man, and I was like, I wanna figure this out. I wanna be a good fish. I wanna be in the net. And so I got two points. You guys like fish now? Yes, yeah, good. And uh, so here's my first point is in or out. It's gonna be real simple stuff, in or out. And I think it's obvious if you're in or out of the net. I think we can try to muddy it up, we can try to argue, but it's very obvious, if if this is about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, the one question you gotta think about is who is your king? If you're in the net, your king is Jesus. And it'll be obvious that you're living for that king. For me, it's obvious to tell who, what, what sports team people follow, what political party they follow, you just listen to what they talk about, how they feel about certain issues, it's obvious. Right, It's obvious who they root for when a team's playing. I think it's obvious who you follow as your king. It's not complicated. And uh, I I wanna talk to the high school grads and I I wanna share with you guys how I totally blew this opportunity to be in the net. I I remember the day that I graduated high school, it was sunny and uh, my grandparents came in, all this stuff. I remember when I graduated, All my friends, we brought cigars. I was smoking a cigar. I remember my grandpa just looking at me like I was an idiot, like, why are you smoking a cigar? But I I was like, I'm graduating high school. I do what I want, grandpa, so. Uh, Smoking a cigar, I think I went back, drank with my friends, and I I remember making a plan. I'm gonna go to Kentucky, and I'm gonna party as hard as I can. And once Kentucky's done, maybe I'll become a Christian, but uh, I I really didn't have solid plans to become a Christian ever in my life. But it made me think about it the other day. Uh, so I lived this kind of life all throughout high school, even though I was like a- Around the kingdom of God. I still lived this life. I didn't want to be a part of it But uh, I remember this one night um, I fell asleep and in the middle of the night I woke up and you know how like people describe a tornado like it sounds like a train's coming And so I woke up and I heard this noise and it didn't actually even feel like external it felt like internal this not like a train is coming and my first thought was Jesus is coming back like Jesus, come back right now. It's 2 a.m. What am I going to do? My second thought was, I'm going to hell. I, I, I'm not making it. Like, there's not a chance in the world that I'm going to make it to heaven. So then my third thought was, I'm like, okay, Jesus, come back. I'm going to hell. Let me run to my parents' room. I'm 18 years old. I don't, like, I'm, I'm going to run to my parents' room. And so I remember, like, I'm on the other side of the house, sprinting down the hallway, getting to my parents' room. And I kind of just took a couple of breaths, and I, I realized that I was dreaming. But I thought, I thought, like, whatever, had a dream about it, and it wasn't real, obviously. Jesus is not back. But, um, <laughs> but I, I thought about that story later, and even if I would have knocked on my parents' room, even if I would have woken them up at 2 a.m., it was too late. Yeah. There was nothing that could have done for me then. Yeah. But I want to know if you guys are letting this opportunity pass you by. Like, are, are you making a decision to be in the net? Because you don't know. It, it, there, there could be a time when it's too late. So proud of Lauren. So proud that Lauren became a disciple before going to college. Seriously. So proud of you. Man, I I was such an idiot. I really thought that the sea, the ocean, would be so much more fun. But it's dangerous. It's dark. It ruined my life. I did so many things I regret. So many things. And so I want to give you guys the opportunity. You have the chance to get in the net now. Take God's bait. Don't let it pass you by. Here's my second point. We're moving through this second point is good or bad. So here's the idea. Even if you're in the net, that doesn't guarantee anything really from what I've seen. Just because you're in the net doesn't mean that you're going to be called a good fish or you're going to be sorted out into the good basket. And so I, I, I mean, just to be honest with you guys, I've never touched a fish. I know that like lowers my man. Never touched a fish. <laughs> never wanted to. I mean, in the aquarium, I've done like the two finger thing, you know, but. Never touch the fish, really don't want to, but um, all fish to me look the same, right? I don't know, they got some gills, they have fins, they're wet, and so, like. but the same thing, I think about these fish in a net, they all have to, I mean, they look similar, right? And so I think with us, you could be in the net and you could look similar to people, but something, I mean, with these men, when they're sorting them out, there's something that made them go, this is gonna be in the good basket, this one's gonna be in the bad basket, They had some criteria that they were sorting through. And we know that the criteria wasn't just for them to be in the net. And maybe, I mean, maybe when they're looking at the fish, they saw a physical defect and they're like, we can't eat this one. Maybe with some of them, they had to cut them open and see what was inside of them to see if they're okay to eat. But I think this is the same for us, too, right? I, I mean, we know that just coming to church, that being around the kingdom of God, saying you're a Christian, isn't the criteria that we're going to be evaluated on, right? God, the angels, according to this, are going to judge us according to his word. God's word is going to be the criteria that they're going to look at us at. I wonder if here now, and some people that may be in the net, do you have a spiritual defect? Do you have some sin in your life that'll get you tossed into the bad container? I wonder if some of us need to be sliced open. Maybe it's not apparent on the outside, but I wonder if some of us spiritually need to have a spiritual autopsy and see what's inside of us, what's really going on. What's the condition of our heart right now, here, and today? Man, I wonder, who are we tricking if we live a life any any other than the one the Bible calls us to be? I mean, even if you're faking it, even if you're in this net right here, you're living around the kingdom of God, Who are you tricking if you're really not living for God? I mean uncovered, undetected sin, if you're complacent with your walk with God, you're self-focused you're not focused on the lost I think sometimes we can be happy like I'm getting away with it like man I sinned nobody knows, praise God like I'm just going to move on to the next day who are you tricking? Sure stay in the net for a little while but at one point in your life someone is going to sort out the fish in the net you're only really tricking yourself And I've been so grateful being here uh, in Atlanta. And I I just need people in my life. Because by myself, I trick myself all the time. I I say I'm okay. I say I'm the best husband in the whole world. And obviously it's not true, but I've had people in my life that have seriously helped me to be a good disciple, to be a true disciple. I just want to lift up a couple of these people and talk about what was in our relationship. But Mike and Diane Johnson have been like lifesavers for Brooke and I. And uh, I think we started like, getting together about a year ago, but every, like, every three weeks, we'd meet up together at their house, and they have full-time jobs, but I w- we'd come over at seven, maybe stay till 10, but I think about the sacrifice that they're putting out there for us. I mean, they're giving away their night together to help some young people who are married and help us have a great, healthy marriage. And I think about their vulnerability, just them being open about their lives, the mistakes they made, sharing from the past, to help us learn. I needed that so much in my life. I really have no idea where I'd be if it wasn't for people like Mike and Diane. I think about Tom and Kelly. We, we met up with them every other week. I mean, but they went after our hearts and our character. I didn't always like what Tom said. Really didn't, Did some not fun times. But uh, I, I needed it. I needed to be refined by the word. I needed someone to call me to a higher standard. I would have been complacent here without people like Tom and Kelly I know Brooke feels the same way but they are also so amazing at just believing in us I mean they I Tom and Kelly just made us feel like we could do anything in the whole world like they were our biggest fans they'd correct us but they'd also lift us up and help us reach heights that we never had been before but I wonder is this kind of stuff happening here in this church like are, are we doing this are we getting together are we using people in our lives Because I'm like, the odds are too small. The odds are too small. You got to be in the net first off. And that's not a very big net compared to the world, right? And then secondly, you got to be one of the good fish in the net. I'm like, the odds are too small for us just to play church. The odds are way too small for us just to come on Sundays, be a part of family groups, and not actually try to live our lives like there's a king named Jesus. I really do want us to take this seriously. And I want this to be like a the DNA of North River, that we are in each other's lives, we are vulnerable, we are getting help, because I know we all want to be a part of the good fish in the net. So that's all I got for you guys today. I'm going to say a prayer, and then uh, Tom's going to come up. God, uh, I am so grateful for what you've done in my life. I'm so grateful for these past two years in Atlanta. I really couldn't imagine any other way. I'm just so thankful for people sacrificing their lives, for people just taking time out of their day to pour into me. I I really do love how you set that standard. You poured out your life for so many people. You really did lay it all down. And that's what true love is. And I pray that we can have that true love here in this church, that we can really love each other, help each other, because I know that we all want to be with you in the end. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: we live so was I not encouraging uh, Brody just 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 a great job touching our hearts we're also making one scripture like super clear there's so many things to thank Brooke and Brody about but we knew this service was going to be packed with a lot of things so we chose the one person in our church that we knew would give a short sermon <laughs> Now, it was way better than short and thanks for the encouraging comments Brody but you definitely didn't learn that from me there's 100% you know you know on that well let me just say you know a few things you know here um, the, the job that uh, Brooke and Brody Snell have done at Georgia State has been just heartwarming and some of your own children have been baptized you know through their efforts a couple years ago Georgia State in some ways was um, you know, it it, it it was smaller and not maybe as strong as some of our other campus, you know, ministries had about a dozen or so students, and when Brooke and Brody came in. Without knowing anybody, they just totally poured their hearts into so many right guys, and just 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 lived out the life. Basically, lived on campus, worked some second jobs because it was a very very small amount of compensation that the Atlanta School of Missions could provide, you know, for them. Right now, the Georgia State Ministry is over 40 students and just continuing to grow in such a powerful way. but the best is yet to come, both at Georgia State and The Ohio State University. There are a couple things and illustrations that we use around here in North River to try to, in in a picture, kind of uh, capture what we're trying to be as we follow Jesus and put the scriptures into practice. One is a lighthouse, because Jesus says we're the light of the world. City set on a hill can't be hit. Your influence is going to be out there. It's going to be obvious to the people around you. You know where where you stand. It's a lighthouse, and it it gives light and it gives direction and it gives security and and it's distinctive. But the uh, and that's for an individual Christian or as a, as a church or in your ministry or in your family group or Bible talk. But th- there's another uh, theme that we use, and that's the theme of the aircraft carrier, because North River is also An aircraft carrier where where planes are sent out on important tasks important missions that that really need to be done everybody can't do it but uh, but it's important that we get some planes off and to be able to help people and in many ways our high school students that's exactly what's happening it's an aircraft carrier here in the church and the high school ministry and they go off to so many different places and universities and neighborhoods and, uh, and, and and they impact wherever they go Our college graduates the same kind of thing okay to be able to take off and to go maybe it's in a ministry around here you know in our singles ministry you're helping out in our youth and family ministry you're helping out a smaller church around the southeast or or internationally our families and our singles and our campus students our high school students every summer go out on a mission they take off off the aircraft carrier they'll be back but they take off and they serve and they pour out their lives and, and so 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 much thanksgiving is sent up to God and is, is even relayed back here whether it's in in Central America or in South America in Bolivia or in Europe or in Ghana or in South Africa or in Tuskegee or Knoxville or Chattanooga or wherever wherever these planes take off and so pray for us like is a whole church that we will just get more and more to be a better and better lighthouse and a more effective aircraft carrier. And we also know all these folks always have a home base to come back into Amen. where they can get encouraged and then get refreshed or retooled or just what, you know, whatever is really, you know, is really needed. And we, uh, we really appreciate uh, all of you that uh, are the support team. Uh, John Haynes sent me an article recently about the incredible number of people in an aircraft carrier that must be there to help get the planes off and then back again safely. And that's what our church family is in one special regard as well. If you'd like to know more about how you can help out on a one-year challenge, how you can help out for a week or two weeks or a weekend, or how you can relocate to be able to help uh, support the church in Auburn, Tuskegee, see Travis, see Jack Frederick, see myself, whether it's something that can be soon or happen in the next year or so, and then so many of the other, uh, you know, so many of the other places that we're helping out. Uh, In addition uh, to this aircraft uh, carrier uh, approach and ministry that we have, just in case you don't know and you're not aware, through our Atlanta School of Missions in the last 12 or 13 months, you know, five or six full-time couples have been sent out to help other churches and soon in other countries. Uh, the Ivies and, uh, and the Cruises up in Knoxville and the Hedricks in, um, in Chattanooga and um, Jay Z and, uh, and, and Katie in, uh, in Dallas and I'm probably missing some people and of course, Brooke and Brody will be leaving in a week to go to Ohio State University and uh, where, where there's a crying need and an answer to so many prayers you know they're gonna make a, a tremendous impact so before they go we wanted to take uh, a little bit of time here to um, to pray for them and um, I'm gonna ask one of our elders Bob Keene to come up on the stage along with Brooke and Brody and and Kelly and um, uh, they they course obviously want need your encouragement but wow they really need your prayers as we all do uh, as the Father has sent me Jesus said so send I you.
2: Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for Brody and Brooke being here with us and for having hearts that were committed to our church, to our people, to Outreach, to Georgia State. Thank you for the way you've blessed that ministry We pray as they leave now, Father, that men and women in the campus ministry there at Georgia State will step up and follow their example and lead well within that ministry so that it can continue to grow. We pray especially for Brody and Brooke as they go to Ohio State University. Father, give them courage, boldness, Father, but give them lots of support. We pray that you give them relationships there quickly. We pray that you help them during the difficult times. We pray that you help them with their vision. We pray that you help them remember that they always have a home here and people that love him and people that believe in them. We pray that you bless their efforts there in every way. Father, that's a huge university with many, many students, and we pray that they'll have great success, not for their glory, but for your glory and for the salvation of the people there. We love them, and we pray uh, that they know our hearts are with them. We pray in Jesus' name. Yeah.